You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 255, Small Bites from Pure Professor. Creating clarity for the new year with special guest, Catherine Metz. Welcome to episode 255 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach feng shui online at mindfuldesignschool.com. We would love to have you join our mailing list. If you're not already on our mailing list, you can sign up by visiting mindfuldesignschool.com slash join or just go to mindfuldesignschool.com. There's also probably a link that you can tap in the show notes of whatever podcast app you are listening to this on. We have a couple things coming up. We're nearing the end of the year as well as Lunar New Year. And every year, Laura and I offer a Lunar New Year package. This year, well, actually next year, 2024, we'll be welcoming in the dragon. And so we have this Lunar New Year package where you can reset your home and spirit using feng shui and we have content that's available as soon as you sign up and it includes techniques to clear the space in your home to prepare for the new year and then it culminates with the celebration a live online class on lunar new year day which is february 10th 2024 and we do this every year so i think a lot of you have joined us time and time again. So you can join us every year for this. So, oh, one more thing is that our certification program is open for enrollment as well. And that class starts in February on the tail end, or actually just before Lunar New Year. So this week we have our small bites with Catherine Metz again. So welcome, Catherine. Hi, Angie. Hi, Laura. Good to see you. Hi. (laughs) So if you guys don't already know, Catherine is one of our teachers now in the Mindful Design School, and she is one of our mentors. And Catherine is a senior master teacher of feng shui. She studied directly with the founder of BTB Feng Shui, His Holiness Grandmaster, Professor Lin Yun. And she is a virtual repository of knowledge and wisdom, including her, it's It's a mixture. It's integrating her own wisdom in her 40 plus years of experience as a practitioner, teacher, and mentor with all of the teachings from Professor Lin Yun that she has documented and very meticulously compiled in a very organized way and all of her teachings that she received from him. So we're really delighted to have Catherine with us on the podcast once once a month for the Small Bites with Pure Professor. And she is also teaching, and I'm joining her in an advanced training program called Pure Professor for the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. So I also wanted to share that we have these monthly Small Bites from Catherine, and they actually were inspired by her newsletter that she had over the years which were called small bites. And the one that we decided to work with to align with the end of the year and the beginning of the new year is a small bite that 
Catherine wrote about creating clarity. So Catherine, do you want to just tell us a little bit about this idea of creating clarity? I think especially at the at the beginning of a new year, we set intentions for ourselves, and sometimes we don't follow through. <laughs> and I wanted to think about the new year as a time when we can create the clarity that allows us to follow through and have that happen really easily. And there are some things that we can do in terms of the feng shui of our home that will allow that clarity to remain with us throughout the entire year. And so these are some of the small bites that I think we found going through our information that we'd like to share. Mm -hmm. So we'll just get started. The first one is cleaning your mirrors and windows because they represent your eyes, your vision, your clarity, your sight, your insight, especially the windows. The windows connect us to the world outside. So we have our homes where we're sheltered and it's our space. And there's these amazing things that humans have created called windows that offer ventilation and light. So air and light. And, you know, I'm an architect and even by code, building code, we need a certain amount, a certain percentage in proportion to the floor space in our home in terms of window, light and air, ventilation to be healthy. They also say like your eyes are the windows to your soul, but we might say that the windows are the eyes to your eyes, the eyes to your soul. I also love the idea of cleaning your windows because we can wipe away the, the debris that has accumulated over time on the inside and the outside and then see clearly things as they are to see without obscuration, to see really what's what's happening in the world and to be connected, still stay connected to our world. This is the world that we inherited and we're a part of this world. And a lot of pain and suffering comes from disconnecting ourselves and our hearts from the world. Can I jump in and add in that if people are saying right now, because the time of year that we're talking about doing this, cleaning your windows, stresses people out that live in certain climates. Look, I live in Canada and I will do this if I need to. And I actually just read an article that came across my feed a while ago saying that experts say it is vital that you open your doors and windows even for five minutes during cold weather for ventilation purposes and condensation and the health of your home. Now, if you live in a nice drafty old home, you're probably okay, but a lot of homes are really sealed up tight. So use this opportunity to clean your windows as a way to let your house also breathe. That is my note on that because I know we always get feedback, gentle feedback saying that people can't open their windows because it is too cold and they can't clean their mirrors. And I say, do it. That's all. And yeah, do it. it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Five minutes. Catherine, can you say something about your experience with with windows and also to speak to the mirror part, part of this? I think the mirror part, you know, mirrors are a reflection of ourselves. And so often we cannot see ourselves we're so covered over with the dust of daily life in a sense. And we want our mirrors to reflect the true nature of ourselves. And 
we want it also to reflect what's keeping us from our true nature. And our true nature is so pure, and yet it's covered over. So when the mirror is covered over, we can't see ourselves clearly. And then we get ourselves in lots of trouble. You know, we don't understand our sadness or we don't understand our anger. So we lash out. But if we could better understand and see ourselves, then the chi within becomes much more smooth and calm. And we can allow ourselves to be kind and gracious. You know, on a separate mirror note, I heard recently that some psychologists say that, or maybe it's philosophers, philosophers say that in relationship to mirror, that we often have two sides of us. And like when we see a mirror, we don't normally recognize that person in the mirror, but we think that's us. And it's different. Like if we saw a picture of us in the mirror, it would look different. But that's part of starting to recognize like what's really happening, right? Yeah, and what you're saying, you know, reminds me that Professor always said that when you look in the mirror, you see the yin and you're the yang. And so you have a balance and you become that balance. Mm. So there's an invitation there to not just look at the yang or not just to look at things one-sided, to look look on both sides. Yeah, and allow yourself that balance that we need to walk through this world, especially today. And especially at the beginning of a new year to find that balance. I think it's really important. I agree. So the second one, Laura, you want us to share the second one? Sure. I like this one. Hang a bell from a red string on the inside doorknob of either your front door, your office door, or your bedroom door. That all depends. The door that you decide you need is connected with the realm of your life that needs clarity. So for instance, if you are looking for clarity around a partnership, you could choose your bedroom door to hang that uh, bell from the red string. If you need clarity for your career, you could hang it from the inside of your office door. Or if you just need clarity generally, or kind of maybe on a, you can't really put your finger on it because you need clarity. (laughs) So it's really hard to put your finger on it. Then you can do it. You can do it on your front door. (laughs) <laughs> you gotta be really might you gotta be really clear door. yeah you gotta be really clear what you gotta be clear on <laughs> if you're not clear no i'm just kidding yeah so your front door is is really a good all-around one to do it yeah it's it's a good one it calls in blessings and it also provides protection um so you have that balance again of the yin and the yang of, of the blessing and the protection i think that's important as well and and it, it it's also reminds you when you know if you're in the back of the house and someone's coming in the door, <laughs> you you know it it's an alert as well. So it's useful in that way. Mm-hmm. And the red in feng shui is the color of good luck, or it's the most auspicious color. It's the most vital color, and it's in general like if we're gonna do a catch-all color, the best color to use for this particular situation, hanging a bell. And then the bell can activate the metal element. Ideally, it's, well, actually, Catherine, does it need to be a metal bell or can it be another material? It can be any bell that has a strong sound. Like Professor would say, uh, strong enough to wake you up in literally and, but more importantly, wake you up to yourself and to the world, you know, wake you up in that way. So it shouldn't be shells or wood. So most often metal in this case, some kind of metal. 
Yeah, I can't imagine any other type of bell besides a metal bell being able to resonate that kind of sound. And I think it is good to make sure that you can actually hear the bell when the do- with the door because sometimes people hang a bell but it doesn't have any opportunity to resonate with sound because the way that it's attached to the door so there's a sense of very practical mundane mindfulness in terms of like when you do this notice if you did this so that did this in a way made this adjustment in a way that actually it, it works because it should ring <laughs> and then notice also what comes up because some people will say They want to try to get the smallest bell that they can, or they get a bell that's too big. And and there's no right or wrong here, but just notice that. And and also maybe this isn't the one for you if you have a lot of questions about it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to have doubt. So if you have doubt, perhaps you should use another one of these suggestions that we have today. Yes. And also we recommend if you haven't listened to the small bite episode from October, definitely listen to it because we talk a lot about doors and you'll learn more about the doors. Okay. So the third way to create more clarity, especially at this new year time is to place books just inside the front door or the office door or the door to the study. So can you tell us more about that, Catherine? Professor loved having books around. I mean, when I was in his office at his home and at the other places where I've seen his office, he had books, 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 and more books. And so that was wonderful to see. I think there are many feng shui books that speak about not having books because the edges are sharp or something. I, I I love my books. And the reason he he loved his books, the reasons that he said to all of us was that even if you read a bad book, you've learned what a bad book is and you'll never write one. <laughs> so you'll, you'll learn something. You'll always learn something. And it's important that we continue learning every single day and having a book close by and close at hand. When you come into the living room and sit down for an evening, there's a book there or you walk into your study and you pull the book off the shelf and you open it up and something on that page is going to speak to you. Or a student opens up a book before an exam, there's going to be something there that's going to help on that exam. So he wants those books nearby and he wants them close and he wants them in these important rooms in your house because books speak to your wisdom and your ability to be flexible and to learn and to to be diverse and to be accepting. So many reasons to have books around and close at hand and easy. Yeah, I love my books. I also think there was a real trend around decluttering and books became, books got a, books got a bad name, bad rap for having too many books. And so there was a desire that you had to get rid of all your books and I really do think that they're not only about clarity, but also the water, so much water chi in that, like, you know, just all this learning and, you know, deep wisdom. So yeah, it's, I love books. Okay. So next one that we have here is to create open and available horizontal surfaces. And which, you know, again, I just talked about how we're not going to get rid of books and stuff and cluttering, but this idea is really specific about opening or having open spaces for a busy mind to have a place to rest. 
Catherine, do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, you know, often we speak about having horizontal services available so that ideas can come in. So that feels mm. like it could be too many ideas and, and turn into clutter. But whenever I'm trying to just let my mind rest, like I'm working on a writing project, and I mean, almost every couple of hours, I have to clear my desk so that my mind can just rest. Otherwise, my mind is spinning with so many words and so many ideas that it goes numb and I need rest. And so what I do to be able to write the next word or the next paragraph is to clear everything off my desk and just sit for a moment. And it's been so helpful. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I'm just up here and mm -hmm. clearing my desk. I need to clear the things I've been thinking about away and not be disrupted by them, right? Yeah, I agree. There's this so as a creative person, you know, as an artist and stuff, there is this you mess or creative mess is necessary to get the ideas flowing. So if you're like, for instance, writing, you're going to need to do a brain dump of like a whole bunch of ideas. But at some point, that brain dump needs to be legible. So, <laughs> then, so then you need to like bring in, you know, just clear away, like you don't necessarily need more creative zips, like moving around energy. You need to just like clear it. So I love that idea. I do that all the time when I'm moving into a new project or a new section and I really just need to like focus. I clear, I do a clear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's really actually that idea of having a blank page. So when we accumulate a, a bunch of things, we can keep adding to it or we could take a moment and make some space and then allow, I just imagine like ideas kind of having a place to kind of arc out of your head and land on that horizontal surface, just like a piece of dust or like a falling leaf would come off the tree and has some time to fall and land. That's kind of what I visualize, but it does give us a moment of clarity. And then also know that the busy mind will have a place to rest for a moment and then those leaves will accumulate again. And so the goal isn't necessarily to have everything perfect and clean all the time, but that we cook our dinner, we sit down and have our dinner and eat off a plate and then we clean it and put it away. And then we have that routine again. And this is what makes life so we continue this cycle of life rather than letting everything stagnate and pile up. We can create some clarity by flowing with the natural cycle, the natural waves of our lives. I mean, even the way you speak about it, there's a gentleness about it that allows us to, to rest and to allow us to see what's in our heart as well as our mind, you know, to, to explore maybe a memory that comes to rest with you that informs you of, of something new. There's there's just a wonderful gentleness that I think you've given voice to, Angie, that I really appreciate. Well, we had one more. I guess we But can... I'd like I but I like I liked what you said. Let's end with that. Okay. We'll end with that. Everyone's <laughs> gonna be like <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that stay one for another for time. Now stay tuned next time. We're gonna create an open available space for yeah, our busy minds just, to rest exactly right we just finished it we just cleared it all away now yeah it didn't feel right to keep going okay well thank you so much Catherine, for yet another wonderful small bite 
Always a pleasure. I love sharing these that I wrote so long ago, and it's wonderful to to hear them again um, from your your point of view and your beautiful words, both of you. Thank you. Thank Thanks, Catherine. You. And thank you so much, listeners, for listening to our podcast. We hope you're enjoying it. It's been a wonderful year with all of you. And we wanted to, we've been sharing, we've wanted to share some reviews we've gotten in and we'll share a couple right now. Laura, you want to go first? Yes, I do. So I am reading one from Big Nat and it's called Inspiring and Helpful Content. I love the way Angie and Laura incorporate feng shui elements and tips that are approachable and educational for listeners. I love Angie's books and have benefited from clutter clearing and energy work within the home since 2015. So give this podcast a try and try out a technique or two to notice change within your space and life. That's that. And our second shout out goes to Taylor B3. They wrote such helpful reminders and they love how the topics that Angie and Laura cover each week are great reminders about working with the energy of feng shui to those of us that dabble in it. They are also excellent introductions for people just hearing about feng shui. I especially love the monthly chi forecast and suggestions. Their readings and information give me great insight about my own and others' behavior, really understanding how lunar cycles in the universe's energy impacts us. So thank you so much, Taylor. And thank you again, Catherine. Oh, it's just such a pleasure every time. Thank you. And thank you so much, listeners, for listening to yet another episode of our podcast, The Holistic Spaces Podcast. You can tune in every week for a new episode. If you like our podcast, please share it with others. Subscribe, leave a review, join our mailing list. And... We will see you next week.